This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on March 8th. Good afternoon and thanks for joining us for the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rachel Pearson filling in for Rob Hart. Times of unrest are posing extra challenges to investors. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, President Biden announced that the United States will ban all Russian oil imports. Let's discuss those implications with Phil Flynn. He's senior market analyst, Price Group and Fox Business News contributor here in Chicago. Phil, I talked to you this morning before President Biden made the announcement. Uh, Let's talk about the implications of of his remarks. I think what it says right now is that we're going to see higher gasoline prices, which shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, And I think at the same time, of course, the Biden administration was trying to frame this as a price spike that was totally caused by the war in Ukraine. And while that's partially true, at the same time, the Biden administration was trying to point to statistics that suggested that they weren't restricting U.S. production in the United States. But most people in the industry disagree with that. They think they they absolutely have. And I think that this is, you know, uh, try to make excuse times for this run up in price because he knows people are angry. Well, and again, President Biden said, you know, he said that they're not going to be part of subsidizing Putin's war. Is the U.S. introducing these sanctions really going to make an impact on Russia? Because I know there's other buyers when it comes to their oil. I think it is going to have an impact because right now Russia is getting isolated, right? And they would be getting cash from the United States and be getting it from other countries. So, yeah, this is going to make an impact. It might not be the total impact that we'd like to see, a total shutoff of Russian oil revenue. But at the same time, they can't do that because Russia still holds the keys to keeping the lights on in Europe. Oil prices were surging before this announcement came this afternoon, and, or this morning, I should say. And so is this $5 a gallon? You think we're going to see that in the near future? I really do. You know, especially here in Chicago, if we're not seeing it already in some gasoline stations, uh, this announcement is going to make it uh, more expensive. And we already know, you know, the, the American people are for this oil boycott, you know, overwhelmingly. Uh, There was a a survey that suggested that Americans wanted to see oil cut off from Russia, even if it meant higher prices at the gas pump. And again, I think we'll we'll find out in a couple of weeks if if they still feel that way, because they are going to feel it at the gas pump. And another price hike is coming to a station near you. Where do you think this is going to be felt the most geographically? Are there any parts of the country that are immune or is this just going to everyone's wallets are going to hurt? We're all going to grin and bear it. I think we're all going to grin and bear it, but obviously the most critical spot is uh, the uh, the East Coast. A lot of those refiners depend on Russian oil right now. They did used to get that oil from Venezuela. Now, interestingly enough, today there's a Wall Street Journal story 
that uh, the Venezuelan president, Nicolas Maduro, said that his government is going to restart talks with the opposition in Venezuela after the Biden administration uh, made some overtures to them. So there's a possibility that the Biden administration is looking to replace Russian crude with sanctioned Venezuelan crude. So that could be a situation that could cool off prices. But other than that, there's not a lot of extra oil in the world to make up for the loss of Russian oil supplies. Again, President Biden making the announcement this morning that the U.S. is banning imports of Russian oil, a major escalation in the international response to the invasion of Ukraine. Thank you so much, Phil Flynn, senior market analyst at Price Group here in Chicago. Coming up, managing your money at a time of political and economic instability. The war in Ukraine is having a social and economic impact across the globe, and it can also have an effect on individual investors. We're joined by Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of Engage wealth group here in Chicago. Ed, we're worried about our investments and they might be negatively affected by all this unrest we're seeing. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Rachel, great to be with you. You know, uncertainty, right, with the tragic events in Ukraine are never well taken by investors, right? So investors like risk when the markets are going up and they really have a difficult time when the markets are going down. And so if you look at it from a longer term uh, view perspective, right, since 2019, the the S&P 500 has been up about 70 percent. And since the depths of the financial crisis, up almost 500 percent. So these pullbacks are normal. You just don't want to make a bad bad emotional decision based upon the headlines. Well, and that's just it. We, you know, we, we seem to have investors, they, they tend to be a little reactive, and it's understandable because this is something that's making headlines constantly. So how do you navigate just the risk tolerance and not trading on the headlines? Is it possible to still you know, dip your toes into something new, but maybe just do so slowly? Yeah, excellent question. So, so number one is to find your own, what I'll call your portfolio sleep number, right? Have as, you know, again, like I had mentioned, people like to take risk when the markets are going up, not so much when they're going down. And so if you're literally losing sleep at night because you're worried about your 401k and your portfolio, you're taking on too much risk, right? So you might be, you're too heavily invested in stocks and you might even worry yourself to death. So, you know, make sure you're checking in from time to time to make sure in good times and bad that portfolio is a good fit for you personally. Is there light at this end of the, at the end of this turmoil tunnel? I'll call it you know, with the situation that's unfolding in Ukraine, uh, and again, President Biden making the announcement with the uh, Russian oil industry. Uh, can investors hold on to some hope that that things will turn around? Yeah, hope is always a good thing. But again, you want to always review your portfolio. Again, like I had mentioned when we first started, you know, since the depths of the great financial crisis, the the, the S&P 500 is up over 500%. It's very, very difficult to bet against the United States. And most, most importantly, it's very difficult to bet against the economic engine, right? Capitalism is powerful. So some investors look at this with angst and worry, and, and some investors look at this as an opportunity to be more invested. So again, make sure, seek out a certified financial planner, make sure that portfolio is aligned with your goals. That's a great first step start in terms of just focusing on what's important to you for your goals and not worrying so much about the headlines. Well, there was also concern about the Fed hiking its interest rates this year, but maybe not so much. That can be encouraging, I suppose. 
Yeah, I think what's going to be a shock to some investors is the bond portfolios will be losing money because interest rates are going up and stocks are going down. That has not happened in, in, in quite a long time. So investors have to be aware that these two confluences, the Federal Reserve and the angst on what's going on in the geopolitical realm, is going to have a negative part of their portfolio. And again, review that portfolio, make sure it's a good fit for you, and don't chase returns. So ultimately, again, we want to find a portfolio that fits to allow you to sleep better at night and to meet your financial goals. Thanks so much for sharing how to manage our money amid global unrest. Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner here in Chicago. Up next, a popular apparel maker, Lululemon, stepping into a new product line. We'll give you all the details. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, Lululemon is taking on heavyweights like Nike and Adidas by launching its own line of footwear. So let's talk about the prospects for success with Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors, formerly vice chairman at Target and chairman and CEO of Toys R Us, based in Vero Beach, Florida. Jerry, this is a big step forward, pun intended, for Lululemon. Alice, Rachel. Well, look, uh, for years, Nike, which started as a footwear company, has been selling apparel. So it's totally within Lululemon's rights to sell footwear. They start as an apparel company, certainly. But it may, you know, as long as they stay true to their brand, no one's going to question this. And I think it's going to be very, very successful. They've always based their business on being special, on having what they call the buttery feel in their yoga clothes. And so they've tried to build that same bliss feel, they call the shoes, that buttery feel into their shoes. And I think it's going to work. I think you're right. And I think that because we're also seeing more consumers start to dip into the sneaker game because either they're getting active more because of the pandemic or they're working from home and they want those comfort shoes or those more functional shoes. That's right. And Lululemon knows who their customer is. 70% of their customers are women. And they design these shoes from the ground up. They even built special lasts. You know, that's the energy of the shoe, which most people don't do. They built special lasts, though, just for women. So these shoes would meet the needs of their target customers. So they've taken it very seriously. They invest a lot of money. They have every right in the world to be selling this product to the consumer. It's not like they went out there and said they're going to sell, you know, automobiles or something. They're selling athletic footwear, and they've been selling athletic clothing. So all the sense in the world that it should work, and I think it's going to be a good product. Do you think they're going to be successful going up against giants like Nike and Adidas? Oh, for sure. It's such a giant market that there's room for what would still be a niche player. You have to keep in mind, just, I mean, Nike is, is more than 10 times the size of Lululemon. So they can take a very small part of the market, Lululemon, and still be very successful at their scale. But they're, still, they're worth $38 billion as a company in terms of their stock, you know, their market cap. They got to keep doing things like this if they want to keep growing. Otherwise, they'll become an also ran, and they don't want to do that. They've always had a tremendous growth tremendous uh, increase in the value of their stock, and they want to keep that running. And one of the ways to do that is by launching a new product line. Well, and those cross-training sneakers, just looking now, are they, they're priced at $138 and $148, which I guess if you're already paying $90 for a pair of yoga pants, this seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, it's not a crazy price point at all. It fits with the rest of what they're selling. It's not basic. You're never going to see them at Walmart. I promise you that. On the other hand, it's not kind of like the crazy sneakers that people are paying $800 for. It's really in the sweet spot of the market right now. And it makes, again, it's going, I believe strongly, it's going to work. It works for their customer. They've put a lot of time and energy in making sure it's a great product. And all the reviews are very positive. 
Thank you so much, Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors, formerly the vice chairman at Target, based in Vero Beach, Florida. Still ahead in Travel Tuesday, an update on cruising in the Caribbean. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rachel Pearson in for Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The United States is banning imports of oil from Russia. Details next in a special report from CBS News. In Travel Tuesday, as mask requirements are dropped, cruise lines are getting back up to speed. Also on the travel front, startup air carrier Breeze Airways planning a major expansion. WBBM Business, the Dow up 365 points. AccuWeather says sunny skies this afternoon, but a high of just 41 degrees. A low 29 tonight, then a high 41 again tomorrow. It's now 1231. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. CBS News special report. President Biden has announced a U.S. ban on Russian oil and gas imports over the country's invasion of Ukraine, taking aim at Russian President Putin's main revenue source as Russian forces continue battering Ukrainian cities. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. But he acknowledged how high gas prices had been going up recently, and this move could make them go higher. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky vowed to fight to the end in an historic virtual speech to UK lawmakers via interpreter. Please make sure that you do what needs to be done and what is stipulated by the greatness of your country. He is also no longer insisting on NATO membership. The United Nations, meantime, says more than two million people have so far fled Ukraine in recent days into neighboring countries due to the war. CBS News Special Report, I'm Matt Piper. Compounding your interest with an economy of words, this is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 1232. Markets are gaining ground this afternoon. We're joined by Paul Nolte, Portfolio Manager of Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Paul, what are you seeing uh, on stocks this afternoon? It's a little bit of a bounce back after yesterday's big selling and really selling that's been pretty persistent for a couple of weeks. And we've had these 
days where there's a little bit of an ease in the pressure. I think some of the news flow is maybe a little bit more uh, positive in the fact that Ukraine is not asking for uh, being a part of NATO. That was viewed as a positive. So we got the stock market to bounce here a little bit. But the volatility is still there. It's It's been, you know, one, two percent, both up and down now for the last few weeks. And that's, I think, going to be with us for quite a while until things settle down from a geopolitical perspective. Well, President Biden announced, uh, again, a ban on Russian oil. The other interesting thing that we're noting is uh, the no-fry zone. I think that's sort of sort of interesting as McDonald's is now pulling out of Russia. Is that going to impact uh, the markets here? I don't know if it'll impact the markets. I think we're seeing a lot of companies doing that. They're kind of pressuring each other. We've seen the oil companies from BP Amico to Shell and, and others uh, pull out. And I think it's going to be something that is going to continue. I don't know necessarily how much of that's going to wind up on their bottom line, uh, but it's certainly something in the short run many companies are very willing to do to show signs of solidarity. Well, gold seems to be at least a safe haven for investors. What are your thoughts on precious metals? Precious metals for us has always been kind of tough. Gold historically has been a little bit more of an anti-dollar, which means that as the dollar goes up, gold typically goes down and vice versa. We're seeing both of them go up and they're both being and acting as safe havens along with treasuries. So as the markets move and, and decline, investors are going to the very liquid assets, very liquid parts of the market. And to a certain extent, gold serves that role as does the dollar and, and treasuries. Are there any other aspects of the market where, where you're seeing sort of like extreme value right now? I don't know about extreme value. I mean, it's, it's kind of tough at this point. We think, you know, the financials have come down dramatically as interest rates have, have come down and the yield curve has flattened. We think in general we're, we're looking at a, at a slower economy, so it's going to be tougher to, to make money for companies. The geopolitical and, and potentially higher interest rates from the Fed, they're meeting tomorrow uh, adds to that uncertainty. So I think at this point for a lot of investors having a little bit of extra cash uh, sitting on the sidelines, not a bad thing. And maybe taking a look at some of those companies that they may have liked 10, 20, 30 percent higher that are starting to come down to more reasonable levels and slowly begin to work their way back into the market. Yeah, we're seeing that with with big technology. I know uh, Google or Alphabet rather was was taking a, a becoming more reasonably priced. What about cybersecurity? Is that also something that's becoming more attainable? I think so slowly. What's interesting is if you take a look at year to date performance of a lot of the cybersecurity stocks, they're flat to down a little bit which is obviously a little bit better than the market, but you would have expected them to rally. A lot of them have done well in the last year, year and a half, as technology in general has done extremely well. The valuations on many of them are uh, in the higher range, so that the fact that some of them have come down at least may provide a little bit of a buying opportunity. But again, the assessment is, what does the future look like for a lot of those companies? What type of contracts are they going to be involved in? And that means revenue then in their earnings flow. And that's that's tough to assess in this environment. Well, Paul, so where are you dipping your toes then? Um, we're still you know, hanging out in the Treasury market. We do like small cap value here in the United States, maybe not as uh, exposed to Russia or certainly international. It's more domestically focused. Uh, we do like that area. We do like large value. Uh, we think growth has done uh, a great job over the last 10 years. And I think it's time to rotate more to the value side of the table uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, so again, trying to be a little bit more cautious here uh, and not being too aggressive with uh, with the market. 
That's Paul Nolte, Portfolio Manager at Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Up next in Travel Tuesday, some things to know before you take that Caribbean cruise. It's 12.39. The long winter may have you dreaming about a Caribbean cruise, but what are the realities of that kind of trip? We're joined by Angie Rice, co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors based in Scottsdale. Angie, I understand you just came back from a cruise. That's correct. I was cruising on the Regent Splendor. It's a brand new ship. It was absolutely stunning. And I think what we're starting to see with uh, other countries, the Caribbean in specific, is that these COVID mitigations are starting to ease, whether that be testing, masks, things like that. What does that mean as we're making our travel plans for either this late spring or summer? Right. I think there's more comfort in cruising. Certainly with testing prior, I know that there was not a single person that tested positive for COVID-19 prior to boarding. So that was exciting news. And I think that cruising really allows people to explore the Caribbean without having to deal with the protocols and the requirements to get in and out of each country, which which makes traveling um, a lot less stressful. And I think for a a very long time, cruise ships in particular were sort of stigmatized as being these hot spots. We saw a lot of COVID-19 outbreaks. Is that we're starting to see cases subside? Can we feel safer being on a boat for an extended period of time? Right. I mean, we really haven't seen the the cases. I know with Omicron, it was definitely something that was spreading. But we see more vaccinated people, which obviously is required for cruising in most cases. And I think with the cruise lines, occupancy levels being closer to 40 to 60 percent, there's just a lot more opportunity to social distance while on the ship and certainly at the ports as well. What about maybe going onto those islands, doing excursions? Are those still things that we should mask up for or can we feel comfortable going to? What, what level of caution do you think we need to have? I would expect to be masked when you are touring, especially if you're in a group tour setting. The buses um, that transport you to and from, are there is going to be that expectation that you are wearing a mask. And certainly if the tours are outdoors, there might be some flexibility to um, be able to tour without masking. And then when you're in more of a private setting, which you can kind of coordinate that with your tour guides, you can determine whether masks are required. We're talking about, you know, eased restrictions for those of us traveling with kids. Do you think it provides a sense of comfort that kids don't have to wear masks or maybe it's a level of concern? My kids are too young to get vaccinated and now no one's wearing a mask. Are they going to be exposed? I will say the trend in cruising, it has returned more so with adult travelers than with families traveling. I do think that there are some families that are are still precautious about cruising with their their young children to the extent that there are vaccination requirements as well, and they might not be um, in the situation where they're ready to vaccinate children. So I don't see as much concern, however, with the adult cruisers. And having cruised a couple of times now, I really engaged with the other guests, and they actually feel more comfortable cruising, knowing that the cruise lines have specific protocols that are in place, and they are mandated, obviously, as well by the CDC, and they feel that the requirements are, are allow them to feel more confident cruising, knowing that everybody on ship has tested prior, and many of the cruise lines are also testing periodically or randomly, whereas when you check into hotels, that's not necessarily going to be in most cases. It's not a requirement that the hotel is going to test um travelers um, that are staying at their hotels. It's the upfront work, right? Making sure that you're testing negative before you get on the boat so that once you're there, you can really enjoy yourself. Right. And a lot of us are kind of getting burnt out of the testing. And we see, we believe some of it's redundant. 
Um, so one thing to keep in mind, a lot of people are looking at cruise opportunities that port in and out of Miami or other ports um, in the U.S. in order to avoid the strict requirements for traveling back, which requires a test. And we're also seeing a lot of cruisers that are doing back-to-back sailings with the same cruise line. So there are different ways to really finesse your trip based on your comfort level, whether you're more precautious or whether you're more open-minded about traveling right now where you want to kind of avoid having to map different cruise lines have different um, sort of protocols as to whether or not masking is required. So you want to know what what is to be expected on a particular cruise line and whether you're comfortable with with their protocols, because they do vary. I mean, obviously, the CDC has some requirements, but what's on board, the cruise lines also have different levels of restrictions as well. Thanks so much, Angie Rice, co-founder of Boutique Travel Advisors based in Scottsdale. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday and still to come, an air carrier that's growing quickly by targeting smaller markets. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Startup air carrier Breeze Airways is planning a major expansion that includes cross-country flights. Let's learn more from Ken Goldstein, president of KJG International Consulting here in Chicago. Ken, Breeze Airways not offering service in Chicago, but this is a big deal as far as cross-country travel goes. Yeah, it is. Uh, good afternoon and thanks for having me on, uh, Rachel. The long and short is he star- David Nealman, who started Breeze Airways, he's hoping to not only grows cross country from places like Richmond to uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles, but from Savannah and Charleston in the south over to both to Los Angeles and also increased service to Las Vegas, which is going to be a new program for him. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. He's got on order these Airbus 22300s, Delta flies them, and these are uh, – over a little over 100 passengers in a flight, 36 in first, 10 extra legroom, and 80 in the back. And an interesting thing, these aircraft are very fuel efficient. They're made by Airbus down in Mobile, Alabama. And the interesting thing is for each fuel increase, and remember right now fuel is, or gasoline is over $113 a barrel, I believe it is. He's figuring for each rise in fuel of a dollar, he can limit his fare increase to the max of 3 to $5 based on these aircraft. So it's a very interesting thing. Both he, that's Breeze, David Nealman's carrier, and Avila, which is the other low-cost carrier, have started service this past summer and are increasing, and their long-term gain is to try to get in there. From our standpoint, we'd love to see him to, to Chicago, but I don't think that's going to happen for at least another year or two. Well, they're certainly banking on domestic leisure travel, right? If you're talking about these mid-size aircraft. And you mentioned, too, it's sort of an interesting time to expand when we're seeing jet fuel prices at a 13-year high. Yes, that's true. Now, let's go back to your comment there. These are low-cost carriers like Spirit and Frontier, which are going to merge. And their target is more the leisure market, because if you look at their route map, They've got service down to places in Florida, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Sarasota, Palm Beach, and then on the West Coast, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. And along the East Coast, Charleston, Savannah, you know, which covers places like Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, and things like that. So their target is to get this pent-up demand that many of these carriers feel based on COVID that people want to get out 
and they want to do domestic travel to leisure markets. So that's kind of where they're headed, and it's a very interesting phenomenon. The other thing is these carriers, they generally avoid the congested or the big hubs like Chicago. O'Hare is going to be tough for them to ever get into. So from our standpoint down the road, maybe they might go to Rockford. Maybe they might go to Milwaukee. You know, hopefully that they would come in a year or two to Chicago. Thanks so much. Ken Goldstein, president of KJG International Consulting here in Chicago, discussing the expansion of Breeze Airways cross-country flights. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.